0: Uh-oh, uh oh. Uh, uh, uh.
1: Greetings and salutations. Greetings and salutations. How are you? I'm good. Good.
2: good.
1: Mm -hmm. Very good. Very good. Um, How was your day? I'm busy. I spent a lot of
2: it in a car and, Mm. you know, dealing with stuff and getting ready for the weekend. I have an open house on Saturday, so just trying to Prep for that and just, you know, get some things together for the weekend because, again, I work on the weekends.
1: Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. How about you? Good day? Uh, yeah. 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 Good day. I had, um, if it was in the news, we had a there people it's social media is so terrible for this sort of thing. People keep calling this a school shooting and it wasn't, but there was a shooting out in Van Nuys. Um and we got one of the uh bystanders. Um but they were fine, so Okay. That's, that's good. Yeah, lucky, but fine. Mm-hmm. New time someone's good. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of meowing behind me. Oh, just kind of general protests taking place around me.
2: Well, I just had to yell at a cat.
1: Um, uh, there will be no yelling at the cat. I will only I will give her a dirty look right now, staring boring into her kitty cat conscience. Well,
2: you know, I'll tell you how it is, whatever room, you know, if I need to go into the kitchen or the bathroom, she will lay across that you know mm-hmm. pathway. So, before the podcast, I'm like, okay, let me go, you know, take care of, you know, my business. Mm-hmm. So, I'm literally like running in there and she's just like relaxing. And I was like, no, get out of the way. Get a- I gotta be.
1: Oh my goodness, why not just step over the cat? Because she was in a position
2: where I would have literally, like, it would have been doing too much because she's like, she was like kind of a long way but stretched out and then sometimes she will try to like scratch me so I prefer her to just move because if she scratch me I'm just going to get very angry and there's no reason for me to be angry at a cat mm,
1: there really even, isn't even a bad kitty she is a very bad kitty
2: not like my <sighs> kitty Oh, your kitty's a bad kitty, too. Again, let me not talk about a stolen dessert. That's all it takes. You're a bad seed. Bad a Sweet kitty. No.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're
2: talking about.
0: Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what you are? You are, you know, we hmm. were both teachers at a point. You're that parent. I had a parent once who had such a horrible little child who is now a grown man but he was just a horrible little child I hope he's a much better person now and Mm -hmm. to the point where all of the teachers got together and was like we need to have an IEP meeting and Mm because clearly and we need to have some kind of conference like all of his teachers and we're like okay does he exhibit these behaviors at home and she's like oh my gosh, no. At home, he is kind. He is loving. <laughs> he is... It's like all these things. And I was like, are we talking about the same child who is running, just wreaking havoc running up the school? Running amok. I was like, lady, get out of here. So yeah, you were like, that was your cat. You have a crazy little kitty and to you, it's like she is kind, she is loving, <laughs> she is. she's the
1: best kitty in the world, she's the sweetest kitty and she's charming people who come over. When I told you guys mm-hmm. um, last, you know, two weeks ago now that I had folks over for my peer review on, on the weekend, um, mm-hmm. she made fast friends with everyone at the table and mm-hmm. she actually flirted a little bit with my friend Ariel, she almost got kidnapped. Cause he was ready to take her home. Take so, her? No, stay. Can't have my kitty. He can come visit her. That's the
2: oh, no, it. Yeah, that's the Colonel's kitty. Oh well, yes.
1: He yeah, he really can't have the Colonel's kitty. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Alrighty. She's very popular. Oh God,
2: I'm tired, apparently now I have to get it. And be somewhere at 8.30 in the morning. Which again to a normal person. Doesn't sound that early. But considering I'm working. I was working till 8 o'clock tonight. That is early.
1: (laughs) Mm, True. True that. So. What is going on in the news? Okay. So I have. um, Two ongoing stories. One which is. um, The um, one which is an ongoing and follow up to something we've already discussed and one that we haven't talked about yet at all. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'll start with the one that we've already discussed, which is the ongoing saga of uh, the Supreme Court nominee um, confirmation hearings for Judge uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Um, And this article, um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm hemming and hawing. This article is out of the National Review, uh, dated today, September 20th, by Alexandra DeSantis. And the headline is, The Kavanaugh Allegations Should Be Confronted, Not Ignored. And it's in response to, and I don't know if you've seen, um, Dennis Prager came out um Basically, in de- like wrote a column um, that is essentially saying. So you, you know the background, right? That he's being accused um, by a, a woman um, for sexual assault uh, mm-hmm. when they were both in high school. And so Dennis Traeger put out a column saying that um, that Christine Blasey Ford's sexual assault allegation against Brett Kavanaugh. Um, should not even be investigated, essentially. So, uh, this, yeah, it's and it's, it's pretty crazy. So this this article pretty much responds to that one. So I'm covering this article, um, in a, by and sort of uh, covering both by way. So um, it says uh, conservatives can never advocate ignoring allegations of sexual assault or diminish the importance of protecting women from abuse. Yet Dennis Frager does both of those things, writing in his column that it would undermine the, quote, foundational moral principles of any decent society, end quote, if we attempt to discover whether Christine Blasey Ford's sexual assault allegation against Brett Kavanaugh has any basis in reality. As should be patently obvious, the exact opposite formulation is correct. No moral society can overlook downplay or otherwise dismiss behavior as grave as what Ford alleges Kavanaugh did in the 1980s to suggest Mm -hmm. otherwise is deeply perverse of course we mustn't assume that Ford is telling the truth as many on the left have demanded automatically believing the alleged victim of assault without further investigation and regardless of whether she can offer corroborating evidence is a dangerous standard indeed But to be wholly uninterested in the truth simply for the sake of political expedience and, worse yet, based on a twisted definition of morality, is just as wrong. Real justice requires finding as much of the truth as we can. The middle ground between always believing the alleged victim and immediately exonerating the accused is to seek the full truth with clear-eyed persistence. Prager insists that such an effort is not only unnecessary, but unacceptable in a moral society. Prager writes, Hmm. yeah, Prager writes, I am not interested in whether Mrs. Ford, an anti-Trump activist, is telling the truth. Because even if true, what happened to her was clearly wrong, but it tells us nothing about Brett Kavanaugh since the age of 17. That's his quote. So Hmm. the writer goes on to respond, for one thing, 17-year-olds often are tried as adults when they commit serious crimes. Mm -hmm. and Especially people of certain colors are. Especially people of certain colors. Mm -hmm. Um, And surely Prager knows this. More important, though, this argument, far from being a principle that undergirds a moral society, is a recipe for complete anarchy. How does a man have to, how old does a man have to be? before he can be held responsible for his actions and even if some mistakes could rightly be categorized as youthful indiscretions making that determination requires that we first know the truth about what occurred it's worth noting that Kavanaugh himself isn't asserting in his defense that quote boys will be boys He has categorically denied ever committing the assault of which he's been accused. If he did do it, he has now lied publicly several times, including under oath. If that's the case, we ought to know that, too. Instead, Prager asserts that regardless of whether Kavanaugh committed sexual assault, he has stored up credit with his stellar record since his teenage years and thus shouldn't be bothered with defending himself against Ford's charge his quote moral bank account and quote is f- full of capital this is an utterly bankrupt way of assessing character and it's tantamount to arguing that virtue matters not at all <sighs> never mind that there is inherent value in clearing the name of a good man no upright society evaluates its citizens based on the crudely calculated, quote, net value of their actions. We don't invest good deeds in a social bank to be tallied up as a get out of jail free card on the day we commit a horrific crime. Under this ridiculous framework, if I commit a murder, I can be exonerated simply by having spent my life up to that point, visiting the sick in hospitals and mowing lawns for the elderly or promising to do so for the rest of my life. A just society doesn't ascertain whether a criminal is a good or a bad person on the whole. It imposes consequences for wrongdoing and obtains justice for victims. Um, and then it's, she goes on to say, even more appalling is the fact that Prehiger cites Judeo-Christian values as a valid basis for refusing to investigate Ford's charges. It's one thing to argue that she has to has yet to provide sufficiently convincing evidence it's another to assert that christian values dictate instinctively ignoring charges of sexual assault depending on the identity of the accused and the accuser um which is just crazy um worst of all prager (sighs) uses the example i know (laughs) how can it get worse worst Mm -hmm. of all Prager uses the example of his wife's response to her own sexual assault as a defense of his argument. Quote. No, no. Yeah. When my (sighs) wife was a waitress in her mid-teens, the manager of her restaurant grabbed her breasts and squeezed them on numerous occasions. She told him to buzz off, figured out how to avoid being in places where they were alone, and continued going about her job. That's empowerment. Prager argues that his wife overcame this harassment in her workplace and was empowered as a result. But the situation he describes wasn't a victory at all. A girl in her mid-teens being forced to work in an environment where she had to hide from an adult man in order to prevent being violated and spending all of her time at work afraid of being sexually objectified isn't empowering. Her abuser, yeah, her abuser had all the power and faced no consequences for his actions. Given the facts on the table, Kavanaugh's supporters can best defend his character and exonerate him, not by diminishing the significance of sexual assault, but by acknowledging it as evil and working to show that he did not commit the actions Ford describes, exactly as Kavanaugh himself has already begun to do. Conservatives can and should emphasize the importance of seeking the truth rather than taking the testimony of every accuser at face value. But we can never make the heinous case that because women are frequently subject to sexual harassment and abuse, such despicable dis- treatment can be ignored, minimized, or written off. Prager's argument in defense of Kavanaugh is destructive to the conservative movement. It is uniquely, it is. yeah, it is. It is uniquely wounding to conservative women. It does a disservice both to Ford and to Kavanaugh himself. And worst of all, it makes a mockery of the truth and of justice. Um, So this whole thing, I mean, it's I I really liked this uh, this op ed just because, um, you know, I feel like it captures, well, the what what's been said and what's out there with regard to these allegations Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, to me, it's just so obvious, like clearly I, and I, you know, and I'm glad because I feel like it's a pretty balanced presentation of what's happened because there's been on both sides of the aisle, people who have like from have taken the stance of, I believe her, I believe, you know, like if she says it, I believe it, you know, and it's kind of like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. let's you know, based on, you know, just based on, like, any, so anyone can say anything, and you'll believe it, because why, you know? The only person I've read about is a person
2: who, like, she was her professor, and she was just, you know, just talking about, you know, from the standpoint of, I guess, knowing her. But like you said, like, you know, even people I know, I don't put anything past anybody.
1: Right. And, like, but I I was listening to, um, um just uh just kind of a, a newsreel of senators being interviewed and they interviewed Kamala Harris and she was like she was like Yeah you know we're gonna go in and listen or whatever but I believe her and that was like right on the day of like it was and there was nothing else had been said at that point. Now it's kinda of like again will you believe her based on what? You know like Well the fact that she doesn't want him confirmed. So Right. <laughs> this is but this is what I'm saying. Like so by the same token like well, people yes. who you know, like, it shouldn't be based on what side you are on with regard to Brett Kavanaugh, you know, like, I shouldn't be like, oh, she's clearly lying, because I want him to be confirmed. And I shouldn't be like, she's clearly telling the truth, because I don't want him to be confirmed. Like, neither one of those are standards
2: that ought to be followed. I feel like if it's a politician or a host or something, you know, whatever. Like, they have their own um, particular um, platforms that they have to represent. But my problem is when it bec- it comes to an uh, evangelical or a religious person or a pastor who is ignoring like, the moral implications, like not wanting to get down to the truth um, that's where I have a problem because I was like, your beliefs are supposed to be above like your personal political persuasions and, or whatnot, and so that's when I just, you know, I'm just kind of no- annoyed. Like Franklin Graham.
1: What did Franklin Graham the- do?
2: Um, I think he was also um supporting Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm you know, in this way, and I was just like, it's a little problematic, I think, for people who are, you know, in positions, you know, like, when it comes to the church, I Mm -hmm. just have, have, I'm having serious issues with people who are claiming to be a certain way and just not following through, yeah, it's just kind of hard.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I just think I don't, I, for me, I really don't have a, diff- a, a different measure for whoever you are. I feel like that just the kind of societal principles of, you know, and kind of what this article, ref- you know, refers to as just like, you know, societal norms for, you know, truth and justice and getting to the bottom of something and wanting to know the truth like that should override that just anything like what your you know whatever your political leaning in is in this case um and yeah it should but i don't i never assume
2: it does because i think all politicians are a lot of them are liars and disingenuous
1: yeah i get that like for sure like that's i think that's true but i just you know i think it's still important to call people out regardless of what side you're on because it's, it's not okay. Like this is, these are, this is a serious allegation that's being, you know, um, alleged against this, this man. And if it's true, then we need to all know that and figure that out as best that we can. And if it's not true, then it shouldn't affect, you know, the, whatever, you know, like it shouldn't continue to affect this, um, this kind of, you know, milestone, uh, Mm -hmm. point in his career. Um, and, um, you know, not to mention his family and his wife and children and everything else, you know, so, um, either way, like it just, it needs to be known. And so it's just, um, I don't know, I I guess it's just, it still falls under my (laughs) category of, um, from a couple of weeks ago, just that everything is so polarized that people are, You know that people. You know, you got Prager coming out saying you know crazy things. You know, like this, and I'm just like, that's not no, sir. That's not a thing like that. It's not okay. Like, you can't just um, kind of um, tacitly disregard this woman's allegations. Um, Like, there there needs to be an investigation, and I mean. Whether you like it or not, or whether it feels inconvenient, or whether you, whether to you it's obvious or whatever, like that's kind of beside the point, because um, obviously this is you know it's it's out there. This is something that's put, been put out there. Now you have to deal with it, whether you're frustrated with it or not, you know. Uh-huh. So, um, so yeah, so that's what's going on in Washington. All right what are you going about um, okay my next story is an ongoing story that we haven't covered yet but it's um, still there's still stuff rolling out in the news I have a couple different articles with regard to it and this is um, the murder of uh, Botham John um, who was killed in his apartment um, on um Sorry, I don't. I had the date in front of me just a second ago. Um, Just a couple of weeks ago. I'm sorry, I'm missing. I'm getting my. I have two articles, and the one that I have highlighted has the date on it. In any case, um, on September 6th. So, uh, most people heard this story out of Dallas County. I'll start there. from out of the um well i have two stories out of the dallas news and also um off of um the root.com um and uh the one off of the root is uh one of the earlier stories that just kind of sums up a little bit uh it says botham john attorney states nothing in amber geiger's story makes sense so amber geiger is the police uh woman in question here um it says an attorney for uh, botham Jean the twenty six year old innocent black man who was shot and killed inside his own home is looking to set the record straight despite several stories that Jean, that John and his attacker, Amber Geiger, knew one another. Attorney Esley Merritt claims that the two were merely neighbors as Jean lived directly above Geiger. Uh, mm-hmm. His attorney went on CNN. Last week, and he says, the only connection we have been able to make is that she was his immediate downstairs neighbor. Uh, There were noise complaints from the immediate downstairs neighbors about whoever was upstairs, and that would have been Botham. Uh, In fact, there were noise complaints that very day about upstairs activity in Botham's apartment. Botham received a phone call about noise coming from his apartment from the downstairs neighbor. Uh, According to the police affidavit, Geiger claims that she accidentally parked on the fourth floor of her building after working a 15-hour shift and walked to what she thought was her apartment to find the door ajar. She claimed in the affidavit that the lights inside the apartment were off and that she gave verbal commands before firing her service weapon, killing John. Merritt told CNN, that the official account in the arrest documents doesn't make sense. Merritt says, much of the affidavit just simply doesn't comport with common sense. Typically, I have some sort of theory as to what happened in this case. Here, I have no idea. I do know that certain statements within this affidavit are demonstratively false. For example, that door being ajar, those doors close automatically and i'll pause there to say um have you seen the video of the doors in these no. apartment buildings so it's one of those like big you know like um it looks like it's probably like a 6 story you know building with like you know multiple apartments and it's a newer construction so it's a kind of you know like hotel doors style so you know how like they have the uh, mm-hmm. hydraulic cuz they said it's
2: like a and it's like a key fob to enter right
1: Yeah, actually, the next article is all about the key fob because that's the development from this week. Um, But yeah, so but it's there's a it's an electronic um, key fob to that is your key for the door. But um, they also have just like, you know, there's um, there's no way of keeping it like, you know, like a regular door where you just leave it a little open and it stays open. Um, It has that automatic like uh, hydraulic. Uh, lock where as long as the minute you let the door go it shuts and and locks itself Mm. so anyway so he says i'd like just to make the point so somebody posted somebody who lives in the same complex posted video of their front door like opening and shutting opening and shutting opening and automatically shutting you know just to make the point like you can't keep this door jar um okay so unless both both um Sorry, I keep saying his name wrong. Unless Botham propped it open because he was expecting a guest or something, and I'm making up excuses here, it wouldn't have been open. What the family knows, what all the friends know, what everyone I've talked to about Botham knows is that he wouldn't have propped the door open. And they interviewed people who were with him, um, you know, shortly before, and they are like, Yeah, no, he wasn't, he was just home, like he wasn't expecting any company. Even if he was, he wouldn't have propped the door open, whatever. Mm. Um So Merritt just continued to say you know, what happened is still a big mystery but what's stated in this affidavit is simply untrue. Merritt also noted that the two witnesses who claimed to have heard knocks on Botham's door and and also claimed to have heard a female voice shouting quote, open up, let me in. Right Mm. before shots were fired. Um, And these two uh, witnesses were two girls who are roommates and neighbors of Botham. So I guess they had like an adjacent apartment to his and it says both roommates were home at the time one roommate was closer to the incident and told Merritt the voice didn't sound like an officer command it sounded like someone who wanted to be let in to the apartment yeah like it wasn't like you know this is the police open up kind of (laughs) you know it was like hey let me in like you know whatever and then another the other woman also told Merritt that after the gunshot she heard a man's voice say, "Oh my God! Why did you do that?" So, um, mm. so that's the incident itself, and and some of the already you know dicey versions of um, or the already dicey version of story that's being told by the officer. And then today, again from the Dallas News, there's an article um, that says uh, headline: Could data from Botham of Sean's door lock deliver a break in the amber geiger case dallas da hopes so uh, it says the electronic locks in both him and amber geiger's apartment doors could hold the evidence investigators need to contradict or confirm what the dallas officer told police about how she entered her neighbor's apartment the night he was shot and killed the Dallas mm-hmm. County District Attorney's Office seized the locks from apartments 1478 and 1378 at the Southside Flats, where John lived on the fourth floor and Geiger lived on the third floor directly below him. She has since moved out. Um, again, the officer who was off duty but in uniform says she pushed open the door to the darkened apartment believing Jean was a burglar, fired two shots. One bullet struck the 26-year-old in the chest, and he died at the hospital. A search warrant obtained September 11th granted the district attorney office permission to pull any data stored inside the locks. Law enforcement also obtained reports about access to locks in both apartments and to the elevators. The contents have not been made public. The report should show whether Geiger unlocked her own door, before going to John's apartment, it would also show whether she placed her key in John's door. It's unclear. Uh-huh. Uh, it's unclear whether the data would show whether Jean unlocked the door from the inside around the time of the shooting. If data stored inside the lock does show John's Jean, uh, door was locked, it would support statement by John's family attorney's, who say witnesses heard someone banging on John's door shouting, let me in. Alternatively, the data could show the door was unlocked and ajar, as Geiger told police. Um, It goes on to explain that an electronic lock that that resembles the ones at the South Side Flats stores data on 200 entries, according to a description of the lock by the Swiss company Dormakaba. That lock, like the one on Geiger's and John's apartment, is accessed with an RFID key, a key that uses radio frequency identification. Inserting the key into a hole above the handle unlocks or locks the deadbolt. The data stored inside, according to Dormakaba's website, includes the time and date the lock was accessed. It also stores the identification number or username of the person whose key was used. So the locks could reveal when Geiger and John's doors were last locked and unlocked. The data could also show when John accessed his apartment last with that key. The company did not respond to a request for comment about any additional information, Um, Regarding the locks or or any additional information that, about what the locks could contain, um, so that's the new development as of just you know the last forty eight hours or so um, this idea that hopefully uh, this you know that they they literally like took the doors off of each of these apartments and have these uh, door locks in um, as evidence now um, and hopefully that will shed some some more light or give some more information. But the whole thing is just crazy. Her story is insane. Um, it doesn't even make any sense. Like, because I just feel like, okay, like everyone's lived in places. Everyone's lived in these complexes at some point, whether you were mm-hmm. in a dorm or whether you were, you know, had an apartment for a while, like these complexes that are basically every hallway is identical but like i feel like just on even like you know how pe- everyone's house smells different you know what i mean like i feel yeah. like the moment you walk in i'm like
2: the moment i'm not walking into a dark home first of all the first thing i do when i walk in the door is turn the light is on. turn on the lights because the lights are already right there yeah, and you know, girl, that's the first thing you do. It is. So
1: none of it makes sense. None of it. None of it makes any sense. So I'm it like
2: commands, and I'm like, how would I respond to a command in my house? Someone telling me to
1: do something. I'm like, who? What? Right.
2: What? What's happening right now?
1: It's it's so insane. Like it doesn't. It's just the whole story is so shady, you know. And like you said, like you walk in. The first thing you do is reach if the if it's dark in the apartment the first thing you do is reach for the lights. Yeah. And and also what's also strange is how about even if I'm a police officer and I walk up on my apartment and supposedly the I think that's my apartment and the door is ajar and I don't live with anybody I'm not just marching in there like I don't know what's in there. You know what I mean? Like, if my door mm-hmm. was ajar, I'd be like, um, okay, I'm going back outside or back downstairs, and I'm calling the police, because my door's ajar, and I didn't leave it like that.
2: Right. What I'm, calling, I'm
1: not going to do right, is walking just, into, yeah. Just march in there. Whether, and, I told I, you- I just, and if I'm, and okay, she's a cop, fine, but like, wouldn't you call Call your partner. I mean, you're just gonna walk back up. Call in, for, call, for
2: call somebody. Call
1: somebody. Like you would, you know, if anything, like okay, let me let me let my, uh, you know, call let call my peeps. Know. Like call my partner, call whoever, to be like, um, I just got home and my door is open. I don't know what's going on. You know, what I'm not gonna do if I get home and my door is open is go in.
2: Mm-mm. Or number two, well, you know, I told you like when I kept the girls one time I'm not used to like the garage you know entering in the, the garage so I forgot to you know um, close the garage door and mm-hmm. so they were like we ain't going in and I was like okay I guess I gotta go in so I sure did have a knife as I went through <laughs> the house exploring and making sure but yeah like you gotta call somebody I'm sure cause like their neighborhood is like you know idyllic it's the Although I would never do it. It's really is the neighborhood where you can leave your door unlocked. Mm-hmm. I don't care what neighborhood that is, I would not steal
1: would do my door No. Locked. No. Right.
2: Cause I'm a city girl and that's just not a real thing. Right in my life. Um
1: but right. yeah. It's crazy. No, it's crazy. So just just from from the word go, her account is so backwards and has just doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you If you thought that was your apartment, why would you walk in? If you saw that the door was ajar, no one else is supposed to be home. Um, If somehow your key magically worked in his lock, which seems also very unlikely, um, you you would know immediately that you were not in your own apartment. Um, And her claim, because I read several articles, I kind of sifted down to just these two. But one of them, she says that she didn't realize that she wasn't in her own apartment until she was already on the phone with 911. And they asked her, um, and this doesn't make any sense, they asked her the address. Mm-hmm. And, and she stopped to look around and that's when she noticed. And I'm like, so hold on, you thought you were in your own apartment.
0: What kind they of dress you- was she on? Right,
1: I'm like, they ask you the address and instead of just telling them your address cuz you think you're at home that's what home. you just told us
2: yeah you had to look around you had to look around home. and
1: figure out where you were like no no like it's just shady on top I'm of I'm sorry he
2: doesn't have the same decor that you have in your house your houses are no, not homes are he, not exactly, exactly the same it doesn't make none of this makes sense none you of this makes him. sense we don't know why you killed him, but you did. Like, there's more to the story.
1: There's clearly more to the story. And she's, you know, they set her bail really, you know, pretty low. Um, oh, yeah, she's out. She's um, and and I mean, she wasn't she it took like several days for them to even arrest her. There's a whole bunch of stuff out there, too, about the fact that and this is this is not totally clear, but it seems as though. At least right now, there's no evidence that her apartment was ever searched. But they got a search warrant for his apartment. I was like, since when do you need to search the apartment of the victim? Shouldn't you be searching the apartment of the shooter?
2: I I I was like, I don't know. Like when you do a um, when you investigate a crime scene, is a search warrant already always a part of that?
1: And that might be true, but
2: I think so because someone said that that's just a part of it. But the fact that that leaked, or the fact that this apparently
1: it was made public, it wasn't even leaked. It was just made public. Like the judge made public what was found in his apartment. So then it's circulating that he like had you know it's stupid stuff like he had marijuana, and it was like um, so okay. Uh, So since when? (laughs) What since what does that have to do with anything? Like, so that makes it okay that he... Yeah, that, that he... he was super chill. Right. It wasn't aggressive. But that's right. what that means. That means he had the munchies, maybe. Like, he was, right. like, really, like, you know, fiending for some Pringles. Like, that's
2: what and heard, like or like... of course, you know, of course, it, you know, marijuana is illegal in still a lot of places. But in terms of
1: vices, it's, come on. It's, it's just, so common. It's so and common like, and so, like... Again, beside the point because what does that have to do with me being Why murdered in my own home? Yes, yeah, right. his own murder. Right. Like this I'm the, you know, he's the one who was killed. Why are we who I mean, you know, I'm like I I can't imagine what he could have in his apartment. I mean, I, you know, I that would be justification for someone walking in out of the blue and just shooting him dead. Nothing. Nothing.
2: There's so,
1: nothing. <laughs> so like, since there is, that is not a thing, like, it doesn't really matter, like, what, what random little things you found in his apartment. So that was put out there. Ma- that list was made public. There has been no, the issue with that in, is just also that there has been no, you know, similar list of what was found in her apartment, which is leading people to feel like her apartment wasn't searched. Um, Mm -hmm. And, um, or it was searched and that list wasn't made public, which is also just like, you know, there's a million questions around that. So there's a ton of, you know, she's getting, you know, the, the, um, the blue shield protection on, um, Mm -hmm. on her end, um, because she's uh, a a law enforcement officer. And, um, and obviously the optics on it are horrible. Um, but just, just based on just the facts of it alone, all of that removed, you like, it just doesn't make Mm -hmm. any sense. And it's, it's so sad for this family. I mean, and this guy seems like he was just like this incredibly well-loved, um, Mm -hmm. you know, by his family, by friends, co-workers. I mean, just. He just seemed like this, like, really nice guy. Um, and so there's obviously, uh, uh, outside of just the complete injustice of having something like this happen to anybody, um, uh, you'll also have just this terrible human loss um, for, um, for everyone who knew him and is devastated um, by this so it's terrible it's just it's just terrible and really really sad and um and i hope that they can i hope that this situ. i hope this this uh this thing with the locks um really does work out to be you know uh, evidence or at least you know something that helps point and formulate the story a little bit more clearly because it doesn't seem you know there's there's there at the end you have the witnesses who were or you know who heard what were was happening, um, so I'm hoping though, the investigation. Yeah, there are
2: a lot of people who like uh-uh, that's not what happened. Nope, that's not what. Nope.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean.
2: So hopefully you know, get down to the truth.
1: Yeah, I mean, then they're saying that the two girls who are roommates who you know that were that the uh, attorney uh, was quoting um they live right next door one of them was um in a room closest to like a wall that was shared between the two apartments and she was said she was reading her book so she was like Mm -hmm. she had like a real good like he you know like a auditory witness of what she heard and that the other girl you know ditto's the same thing she was in a different room and had the TV on, but she said, you know, but she echoes what the first girl said as well. So it's just, yeah, it's crazy. So hopefully these key fobs, um, do indeed, you know, contain Mm -hmm. the type of details that will, will help, uh, prove, um, more of what, what, what actually happened. So, so anyhow, so we'll keep, that'll be another story that we keep, um, following as, as it develops. And, um, We'll talk about that as as uh, that happens. So that is all mm. my newsworthy. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. I'm sorry.
0: How's this? Just... A whole lot of what?
2: Okay. Alrighty. so um, shenanigans after that mm-hmm so uh, the viral box mm-hmm. um so the thing that went viral this week was the i don't know if you saw it the fiasco of a um interview with cat williams who is a recent um emmy
1: winner he won an emmy for what girl
2: his role in atlanta it was like the guest appearance on atlanta for the Alligator Man, have you seen this? Passage? No, because
1: that's no, because that's the let's oh, the latest perfect. season.
2: Okay, girl, that episode was so funny. He played Donald Glover's um uncle, I think, on the show. Okay, it was hilarious. He did a great job, and oh my gosh, that episode Atlanta, first of all, is just hilarious. So yes, it was. Um, he was very good, and that was a great and wonderfully weird and crazy episode. Anyway, so yes, he won an Emmy last week for, you know, his role on... I'm sorry. Oh, God. If you don't come on. (laughs) Lord. His role on Atlanta. So he stopped by V103 Morning Show with Frank Ski and Wanda, which I do not listen to because I can't stand morning shows. I hate morning Um, shows. I hate them. So I'm usually listening to a podcast. There you go. Um, Mm -hmm. So he went on there to promote his upcoming comedy special. He had a lot to say. Some, you know, kind of insightful about, you know, how he's been in the game a long time. And, you know, how he kind of, you know, stacks his money. He owns his stuff. So even though he may do a comedy show and it may only air once, like he gets you know, all his money. So he's, you know, so hopefully he, you know, he, he's doing pretty well, but he had a lot of little haterish things to say about um little rail, Kevin Hart, Jared Carmichael and Tiffany Haddish. I think Tiffany Haddish got the brunt of it and it was just unnecessary. And I'm not repeating. It. It's been again out there all week. Okay. Um, but the thing that went viral really was his back and forth, or you want to say like roasting of the co one of the, co- the co-hosts, Wanda Smith. Um, it started with the discussion of her asking him, cause he has like, he's known for, like he has seven kids. And so he's Dang. like a single dad. And I don't know if all of these are like his, um, biological kids i know he's adopted kids or like you know has you know, kids from like family members or whatever so he has like seven you know kids and he's been raising them for the past 19 years hmm. um Jeez. yeah and so he she asked about um yeah it's like an off question about like what do you cook for your kids you know you're like super dad what do you cook for your kids and it just devolved into this discussion I'm sorry but it clearly looked like I watched a piece of the interview I couldn't stand to watch too much of it and it looked like he was on something which isn't unusual I don't think mm-hmm. and he um, she asked him about like what he cooks and he was like you keep interrupting me you're bad you know duh, duh, duh. and I was like yeah she was but you know how these morning show people are they do that like you know whatever they're not the best and brightest whatever and so he kind of, it just became very tense and awkward with them. And then he was like, you know, what do you cook for your kids? And it just, it just got weird. It ended up him talking about, like, her appearance and making jabs about her way, you know, her hair and
1: oh just God. a whole
2: lot of other stuff. Because she kind of went in on him about his arrest record and, you know, so it was kind of like a whole back and forth and it feels like In the end, he kind of bested her. You know, people are just, you know, kind of commenting on how, like, a lot of people don't like Wanda Smith because she's annoying. And, you know, like, he finally bested her. She started, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. But I personally do not like for men to, like, go there with women. I just think it's just, I don't like it. So... Anyway, so that was that. But then, girl, this has been, you know, that was the viral part that's been going on. But
1: mm-hmm. there's been so
2: much little stuff going on outside of that. Tiffany Haddish has, re- you know, responded to the stuff he, you know, said about her. Um, and then I think the next day or around that time, um, they were at a comedy club. She was... um opening from someone and he came to see an act there I guess the headliner and he kind of approached her and was like yeah see you know I told you you know mess around me you know make you go viral all that kind of stuff well her husband was there who was all of you know three, uh, nearly 300 pounds six something mm-hmm. and um, he was you know basically like um, you're not gonna approach my wife Hmm. While I'm here, that's not you know like if you had just stayed over there, and not did anything else, like we would have been fine. But you approached her. That's not going to happen. So there's been a lot of back and forth about what happened. According to the Gwinnett Police Department, oh, um, Cat Williams said that he, um, the husband Lamorris, La that Lamoris Williams, was Lamoris. Oh, um, okay. Why is that not the? I'm uh, like not that I know this one, but I know of another. I think Lamoris um, here in, in the Atlanta area. Anyway, uh-huh. I know. So he, um, not related to Cat. Apparently, Cat told the Gwinnett police that he um, brandished a gun. Um, the husband was like, "Well, I did not point a gun at him. I do have a gun." As I was chasing him, they ended up running. Why was he
1: chasing him?
2: Because when he, like, in front of him, Cat oh, ran away. Because he knows he's a little man. And this is a big old man. So he so, started to okay. run. Why not just so let him he, go? He chased after him. And his gun, he said, his gun fell. Oh, my God. Um, this is and so dumb. Went, they were all in the Food Depot parking lot. So I will say this, anywhere there's a food depot, it's not usually like an upscale
1: area. I was about to ask, (laughs) what is food depot?
2: I actually like food depot for certain things, but yeah, you know, you're not going to, you know, compare it to, I was watching something, what was I watching? Oh, (laughs) Parks and Rec to to Complete Foods, which was what Ron Swanson, Swanson calls Whole Foods. So yeah, you're okay. not gonna compare it to Complete Foods, anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so there was you know that situation. Um, he says he didn't pull the gun out. Apparently, the Gwinnett Police said they took a statement from Williams, and he said that he did that he did have a gun. Um, that's what the police department saying. He was gone. The husband was gone by the time the police department got there. Then today, you know, like there's been back, there's more and more of this. You know, Wanda said she felt attacked. They talked about it for 30, over 30 minutes on the show the next day. Um, Cat Williams has come out saying that um, someone asked him if he scares easily. He's like, yes, because again, he is a little man. He is. And then um, today, he said that there was no gun and there's no pressing charges or anything going on. Just a whole lot of foolery and oh my that went viral and everyone was talking about it this week. So I'm just like, okay, fine. I have to talk about it because that was literally the thing everybody was talking about. Oh, this star. week. So, so yeah, so it's like bed. again, all grown people, all, all grown of them have children's grown children and Y'all need to stop it. One, you son was one of the, their sons was with him, Um Juan Smith's um, husband. So again, like your son is grown because he's at the comedy club with you.
1: Right. I so, mean, the whole thing is just It's ridiculous. It's just, it's just stupid. I can't because so these so people are super grown, not just a the little su- grown. Like they're oh, super they duper grown. Old. They older than us. So I'm oh like, for I need sure, y'all,
2: they're way older than us. So I'm like, I need all y'all to stop. Yeah, this so, is
1: yeah. just ridiculous. Stop it.
2: Stop it. That's that's our final say on that.
1: Stop. Yeah, it. Yeah,
2: stop, stop it. And uh, on that note, head over to that took way longer than I thought. Um, the big show that occurred Monday, the Emmys mm-hmm. happened. I know we talked about the Emmys on a, another episode. We talked about the nominations. Mm-hmm. so well that it, it happened and i just want to give a shout out to tracy ellis ross who always looks amazing and i loved isa Rae's outfit too the little pantsuit the like blue kind of tiffany blue or maybe a little lighter tiffany blue gorgeous so shout out to them black okay. girl magic all over uh the red carpet okay so, little news from the emmy awards um, first time in 20 years that HBO did not dominate the Emmy Awards. Um, oh. They tied, though, with Netflix.
1: Oh, yeah. Netflix is mm-hmm. really making some headway
2: there. Mm-hmm. So Netflix, they both won 23 awards. Wow. Yeah. That's so, impressive. Yeah, very. So the best comedy came to the... Mar- uh, was for The Marvelous Mrs.
1: Maisel. Is that Maisel? Yeah, which is funny because it's a show that I've had on my, like, I'm going to watch it to at watch some list. point. Yeah, it's just on my to-watch list. But, again, there's so much. Because there's so many different places, you know, like, to get shows, and I just, you know, there's only, I'm get. i like, one thing at a time. So I just haven't. um gotten around to it but now I feel like okay I must. I need to tune in yeah I think the um, writer like Gilmore Girls writer Amy Sherman Palladino
2: yeah as the director or something or she's involved mm-hmm. with the show so she won an mm-hmm. Emmy also for the show so they won for best comedy mm-hmm. Game of Thrones to the delight of a lot of people won best drama mm-hmm. the best actress best supporting actress all the marvelous Mrs. Maisel oh wow um, yeah Yeah, best comedy. Uh, Went to Bill Hader, Saturday Night Live, uh, for Barry, which is again a dark comedy and not about Barack Obama.
0: Okay. Um,
2: (laughs) Best actress, I always thought it was. I was like, that's that's weird. So Claire Floyd won Best Actress for Drama for The Crown, which is great. I love it. Finally got the bestie to start watching it. And so she was like, Oh, the crowd. It's really good. I was like, "You don't say, right?" Yeah, duh. Um, <laughs> and best actor in a drama. This was hard for me. I know you're very happy. Matthew Reese won for The Americans.
1: Oh, okay, good. I, I, I didn't know. I did not follow along at all. But I am happy okay. here he won. I love The Americans. It's a great yeah, and show. I was
2: kind of sad because you know my two phase from, um. Not hearing things. This is us, which is coming on next week. Whoop, whoop. Tuesday. Yes. So excited. Um you know we're in the category and they lost, so it's kind of upsetting, but you know, this is their Americans last season, so good for him. Yep. Um and one of the big couple of the big winners also that I wanna highlight Henry Winkler won Best Supporting Actor for his role in Barry, and this was great because um, this happened more than 40 years after his first Emmy nomination. Has he ever had an Emmy before? Won it? No. Okay. Wow. Well, that's great. First win, and he received a standing ovation. He Aww. was first de- nominated in nineteen seventy six, my the year I was born. Mm-hmm. For his role of the Fonz. Um and yes, this is his first win. And he's like, I wrote a speech. I wrote a speech forty three years ago and now I finally get to uh, say it. So congratulations to him. I know that's oh, a big Henry
1: Winkler, the Fonz. The
2: Fonz. A
1: hey, big Oh, hey. Hey.
2: <laughs>
1: hey. that's cool. I lo-
2: so oh, yeah, God, so Happy that's Days. yeah, so that's awesome. You know, wonderful like cap on his career. You know, mm-hmm. he, although he's still like working mm-hmm. all these years later, which is great. Also, I want to highlight um, Regina King won hmm. Best Actress in a Limited Series or TV Movie for Seven Seconds. And really? Yes, this is something that I did not. It's on Netflix. I've
1: yeah, I've watched it. Oh, so you said really, like, you couldn't believe it. She wasn't good? She was fine. I love Regina King, and I feel like she is always good. Like, I've never seen her in anything and not liked her. Okay, that's awesome. But you didn't like the story. Well, the show is really... I should say, I watched the first, I think, like, two or three episodes. And I just... uh, Yeah, the premise... The premise was just not, didn't do anything for me. So it was, yeah, I just, I stopped watching. Like I never finished it.
2: Yeah. And so I never started because my mental health is not set up in a way for me to watch anything like this. Um, I just can't. The news is enough and I can barely handle that. You know, you see, we're like already talking about, you know, police killing,
0: mm-hmm. you know, black men.
2: I can't. That can be my entertainment too. So when I do entertainment, mainly it's comedy, it's light stuff. Um, so yeah, I couldn't do it. But congratulations for her! Like, give her
1: all the things because
2: she's awesome and she's been awesome since. Yeah, she was I'm, all really two she, yeah I, I'm really glad to hear
1: that she. Yeah, I'm really glad to hear that she won an Emmy. I think she's terrific. Um, mm-hmm. And I, Leslie Jones was very apparently very excited. For her. <laughs> Leslie Jones.
2: Yes, because she, um, the comedian SNL, she gave oh. was one of the people who gave her the award. Oh, okay. Presented the award, so she their like her reaction was like, I saw a picture of it. She was like,
1: "Oh my god, yay!" Like like she won. So that oh, that's was, really funny. Yeah. Good. Yeah. No, I'm I'm glad to know that she got an Emmy. I think she deserved it a long time ago for various other things. Mm-hmm. I mean, just her role on South. on Southland was, like, amazing. You know, like, I just... I'm kind of bummed that it's for this show, which I thought was... Right. Badly done. Like, it's not even just, like, it wasn't... It's definitely, like, the whole, like, police violence, but the the premise is so stupid. Since you're not gonna watch it, I'm just gonna say. The premise is... Other people might watch it. Okay, spoiler alert. If you're gonna watch seven seconds, fast forward, like, 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. The premise is that a cop is out driving in the snow and he's he's stressed about like his like because his wife has gone into early labor and Mm -hmm. he so he's he's speeding he like and he doesn't see this kid on a bike that comes out of nowhere basically and it's
2: snowing why is he outside on a bike
1: yeah so, the kids out in the snow on the bike. I mean, I guess people bike in the snow. I don't know. I don't live in the snow. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what, ha- don't know what happens in the snow. Well, in Atlanta, everyone's inside. So I, Well, yeah. I like, but I think this is like a place where snow. it really snows all the time. <laughs> right. And that's not an option <laughs> because then you'd be inside, like, 8 right. months out of the year. Oh, so <laughs> I don't know. My, you know, experience with snow is what it is. Okay, go on. Yeah, so I think it's like supposed to be like in a real like, you know, regular snow. Anyway, so he hits this kid on the bike. It's and um and when he gets out to see what's happened, the kid um he's like really hurt him. He's clearly like seriously um injured. And instead of like Calling 911, which I feel like any normal person would do, like it was clearly an accident. It was, you know, like there's no reason Mm -hmm. to try to cover this up. And it's a black kid. He's a white cop. Instead of calling, you know, 911 and having an ambulance come out and try to save his kid's life and, you know, report that there's been an accident. He calls his buddies who he was just with, um, who are also cops they get there and again the whole time the kid is like you know about to die and 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 probably like could have been at least like an attempt to save his life and his buddies get there and they're like all right dude don't worry we're gonna take care of this and they start just kind of doing this whole like we're covering this up thing and then so the whole show is based on we're cov- this this cover-up and I'm like why like this is stupid like there's no and they don't give you, and as, I, like, so I'm waiting for the first couple of episodes to see, like, is there background between him and this kid? Like, if there's some, you know, like, wh- is there something more to this that would at least explain why you feel like this is going to come off as something other than an accident, you know? And oh. and they never got to that as far as I, as, like, as far as I watched, they never got to that or then there was not even any foreshadowing of that so I was like okay this is just dumb like I can't buy into the premise so everything else that's going with it all the strife and all the whatever and you know like I was like this is stupid like you could have avoided all of this like this is really dumb so Hmm. that's why like but again Regina King plays the mom of the kid and she's excellent as she always is in everything that she does and I love her so I'm glad for her um but she's 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 done this level of work in other shows that were like kind of terrific shows as a whole southland in particular um and has deserved this for a long time so 7 seconds though not so great hmm.
2: okay
1: good to know yeah so anyway continue okay. yeah so where was i <laughs>
2: So, yeah, so at the, the you know, the Emmys that happened off camera, a lot of black people won stuff. Um, Samira <laughs> Wiley won for guest actress in The Handmaid's Tale again, another show I will never watch because my mental health is important.
1: And oh my God, I'm like, I don't know, why I don't anybody know how watches she
2: that. survives because she went from that horrible, horrible Season of Orange is a New Black, her last season to Handmaid's Tale. I was like, girl, you crazy. No, wait, who is this? She played Poussey
1: on um, oh, Orange oh, is a New oh. Black.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, girl, I don't know how you do it, but that's horrible. Um, Ron Cephas Jones, who played the dad on This Is Us, uh, won for guest actor in a drama, Well Deserved. The um, dad. Yeah. Um, Randall's birth father.
1: Oh, very
2: nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was
1: great.
2: Um, Tiffany Haddish won for Saturday Night Live. And I thought I saw that. And I didn't think that was that funny. But okay, sure. And Cat Williams for Atlanta. Which again, was hilarious. So okay. kudos and congratulations to all those. So in addition to that, a couple other things happened that were kind of cool and then weird. And mystery. Because okay. the people of Atlanta just just gotta stay weird so one was the surprise proposal when glenn wise who won for Outstanding directing for his um for the oscars proposed mm-hmm. to his girlfriend on live television after Aww. he won so nice. that was very sweet because they showed him winning the award and her being super excited and you know he proposed or whatever so that was cool How exciting! What if he had it? Won? When when was he going to propose? Maybe Maybe at dinner that night. Maybe at at dinner afterwards, or who knows? But he had the ring, and you know the thing is, he's won. Like I think they said, like a dozen of these. So I think you know he wasn't like thinking he wasn't going to (laughs) win.
1: Just like okay. oh so he's like counting on it like he was gonna yeah he, knew he was gonna make this like grand gesture yeah i think it's
2: kind of like a safe bet like that he was gonna win because the oscars always wins like an emmy like pretty often it's a, a common thing that they win an emmy for mm-hmm. whatever so yeah, so I think yeah, I think that wasn't like a oh god, I don't know if I'm like me, yeah, you know, like somebody who's like never first time, <laughs>
1: <laughs> like like, like me. me, you know when I, I get, get my for my it'll Emmy. be a real big deal if I win. Yeah,
2: it'll be a really big deal if I win, as opposed to the guy <laughs> who has twelve Emmys already. So yeah, <laughs> okay. <gasps> hilarious. And then the oh other crazy thing that happened at the Emmys was the okay. appearance of it's not going to mean anything to you because you haven't seen it. The appearance hmm. of Teddy Perkins. Who's Teddy um, Perkins? At, oh, I'm getting mad. Okay, at the Emmys. So he was sitting in the audience. So Teddy Perkins is a character in the name of an episode of Atlanta. And this particular episode is um, Lakeith Stanfield, who plays like Paperboy's f- best friend Darius. I think his name's Darius.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I know the um, the best friend who's like really weird. smart, but like weird and kind of like he's like stri- an idiot savant. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but he like yeah, he's they play up the part that like he seems like he's probably like a total goofball, but he's actually got like. Some things that he's really smart about. Okay. Oh my gosh! Like, oh my god, I love
2: the episode where he like is gonna flip money for him for Earn with the dogs. Oh my god, that was hilarious. Anyway, so it was like a, a, a episode where he like is going to pick up this piano from this estate. I think it was a piano, and he meets a Michael Jackson esque character whose name is Teddy Perkins, who was in, you know, like a child performer and had a brother and all this kind of stuff. And it just gets dark and it's just very weird. It's like it's it's fascinating and it's weird and strange and very much Atlanta. Very critically acclaimed episode. So okay. you see this Teddy Perkins had a very specific look, you know, very Michael Jass- Jackson-esque.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at this picture. <laughs> oh, it's you see bizarre. It?
2: Super scary. And so Donald Glover played Teddy Perkins. So you saw Teddy Perkins sitting in the, um, the audience. Okay. And so, but it wasn't Donald Glover because they're like, they saw him capture um, him, like, congratulating Bill Hader so it's like he didn't have time to get in and out of makeup. Um, and so it was a whole, but they were like, but Donald Glover didn't walk the red carpet, so you don't know if he did it. Like, it was like, so there's all this speculation about who was actually Teddy Perkins. And so a lot of people were feeling that it's Lakeith Stanfield who put on the costume. Because when I looked at the thing, it looks like he's sitting next to Lakeith Stanfield's girlfriend who played on um, Mindy, Mindy, the Mindy show. Uh huh. She was the black girl, the receptionist. But no. Oh, <laughs>
1: okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so
2: like that's his girl. The nurse. The nurse. Yes, I'm sorry. It's like she wasn't nurse. She was the nurse. Why? So, see yeah. Why the
1: black girl got to be the
2: receptionist? Hey, ain't nothing wrong being a receptionist? <laughs> I'm just saying. I just, I always see her sitting behind the desk, so that's why. Mm. Um. So. But he did walk the red carpet before. But like I said, he was sitting next to his girlfriend, the Teddy Perkins character. And if you look at like the shape of the face and like kind of the expression, to me, it looked like Lakeith um, Stanfield. However, there's a picture at the after Emmys after party where Donald Glover, um, Lakeith Stanfield and Teddy Perkins um, are together. Oh, so, I see that picture now, too. So they are just, like, screwing with people's mind, and I want them to stop. They're so crazy. They are just crazy.
1: Yeah. Like, men. So they, That's yeah, so. crazy. But mm-hmm. it's clearly a black man in white face, because when you look close up on the picture, the white makeup, the flesh tone makeup, um, stops like there's parts like there's a few pictures where his chest is a little bit like the shirt and the makeup don't meet and so you Mm -hmm. can see that his chest is like four complexions darker than like the the white base yeah
2: so i've never doubted that it's another black person but i'm just trying to figure out like yeah during telecast like the guy it looked like just like you know like even if you're wearing makeup, like, your expression is still your expression. You can kind of, if you know people or see people a lot, you can kind of tell. And so the way that he was kind of, like, smiling and, you know, Lakeith Stanfield, like, does creepy little smiles and stuff. Anyway, like, when he was in Get Out, oh, my God, he was so good in that. You remember mm-hmm. he played the um, the boyfriend of the rich older lady? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who he yeah, snapped a
1: yeah. picture of? Yes, um, the one who actually says "get out." Yes, get out. Yeah. Yes. So
2: yes. Yeah. So it. You know, just it's a mystery, and you know they're not going to tell. So
1: oh no. Well, that's the whole point. What would be the fun and telling right. at this point. Yeah. Like you, that oh, is so funny. I can't see. I hate. I hate that I have to wait for the the next um, yeah. oh, season. So good. I love Atlanta. It's great Atlanta's show. great. I'm looking forward. I to Although
2: I haven't seen. I don't think I saw the last episode for whatever reason. I just. I haven't seen the last episode
1: of the season, so I'll
2: watch that sometime. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Um, and my last thing, because it's time to get ready to wrap this up soon. Mm -hmm. Um, the Super Bowl halftime show. Okay. Um, they announced this week that Maroon 5 will be headlining the Super Bowl halftime show.
1: I love Maroon 5.
2: I enjoy Maroon 5.
1: Um, Adam Levine specifically, you know, I love well, sure. Like, uh, I feel like Maroon, I mean, Adam Levine is like Mm -hmm, Maroon Five. I I honestly don't know who the other people are. Nobody, nobody does. It's kind of like um, they're, I mean, their parents. Well, and I'm sure they're very proud of them, their girlfriends and wives.
2: (laughs) It's like, it's like an old episode of like Top Chef, and it was, what's see, um, see, uh, this is how bad it is. What's Dave Grohl's band? Not Nirvana but the doesn't he have like another man? Who? Dave Grohl. That was in Nirvana. I don't know. Anyway, he has another band. Like I don't know any of the other people except for like Dave Grohl. So it's kind of like that situation where you know, you're the you're the star, you're the headliner. Um, anyway, so they haven't, you know, all of the supertime halftime show, they're always, you know, special guest appearances. Um they haven't been finalized yet. Somebody I put on hiatus is um, mentioned as being a potential because she has a song out right now with Moon Five. Um, who? I cannot say she who shall not be named. She's oh, one of the ones I put uh, on hiatus oh, 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 last oh, got week. got it. Sorry. I, didn't, I was it. like,
1: who's on hiatus?
2: Got it. Okay. Yeah. So. And um, Travis Scott, who, you know, they've had the two biggest albums of the year. So they're rumored to be um two of the performers and um I just need to say they better be because people are mad. So the reaction of black twitter um regarding Maroon 5 and other people's reaction to black people's anger about Maroon 5 it's it's a whole lot. So you know, why are they Super- angry? Cuz Super Bowl it's gonna be in Atlanta. Okay. And so people want some act associated with Atlanta. And I was like, that's not necessarily how it happens. I was like a lot of times they you know, might do something, you know, depending on who the city is, but
1: a lot of times it's just random. Um It is totally random. Like where it's where the Super Bowl is has I mean, I can't think of a time when it has had something uh, like a specific link. The performer has had a specific where link was to the, the last, city.
2: Where was the last?
1: Minneapolis.
2: And they did the whole Prince thing that has to do. They did lately. a tribute to Prince. Prince, but that was... um. That was cool. after his death. That was... Um, right,
1: but it was... the cool, Or what... is
2: it the year before? So try to think. Wasn't it in Houston recently? Mm.
1: I don't remember because
2: weren't the bushes rolled out
1: during Yeah, time? so that was like two years ago because um Yes and then the it was up- two years because it was it was it, it was the it, that was the twenty um so yeah, not twenty eighteen, but the twenty seventeen Super Bowl. And the whole thing that was really funny was because the uh, the bushes had just not gone to the inauguration for Trump, remember?
2: Right, so they were healed,
1: <laughs> but they, Cause rolled they were both them right, in the right on out to the and, Super like, Bowl. Yes. Ill, And then like two weeks later, they're like, ta-da! Super
2: Bowl! Let's they're play like, Super, Bowl! Super Bowl! Let's play football! So yeah, it was in Houston. Didn't Beyonce perform?
1: Yeah, is that the... Okay, let me... Now I'm looking things up. Um... Okay, because again, I
2: don't care about no Super Bowl. I do like... I, love, I mean... I it's
1: just maybe Super Bowl I, is a, a reason to
2: socialize.
1: Well, it is, but it's I mean, it's just okay, let me look. Super Bowl halftime show uh February twenty seventeen. And it was Oh, that was um Katy Perry. No, it was Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Sorry, where's oh, I'm sorry, I'm re- looking at the wrong thing. Okay, yeah, that was Lady Gaga. So again, okay. one, th- one so has I nothing to do with the was, other. And
2: was Beyonce there? I feel like Beyonce was there because I feel like not Beyonce's for the Lady Gaga there. one. She's not always there. Um, okay. Because I was trying to remember, if she was there because you know Beyonce is from Houston.
1: So I was trying to say, like, mm-hmm. okay, sometimes I do. No, it's I... not. It's it's totally has one thing has nothing to do with the other.
2: And they, I really feel they feel that it will be a good. Atlanta has such like a thriving music scene, and it has for some time. So I will hope that I don't care about those, you know, mumble rappers or those new people. But I think it would be great if somehow Outkast would make an appearance at the halftime show. I don't care how y'all make it happen. Just make it happen. Because I feel it's just quintessential Atlanta. And I also feel that Outkast would appeal to... The masses of people watching the Super Bowl because I feel they're very much our age group, forties, fifties. Everybody listen to Outkast, and I feel so. Yeah, I put that out there. I feel that you know Outkast. Okay. Can experience. Yeah, I don't care about any of these. Like you know, if they put future like that, that's just not going to happen because you can't have somebody like where you bleeping out every other word of their song. So. I mean, that's but the feel,
1: thing though. Like, usually the Super Bowl performer is somebody that has a, like a really wide mainstream mm-hmm. reach. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking at the list now. So, you know, so they're saying Maroon 5 for this one coming up. Last year um, in Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis, it was Justin Timberlake,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, Lady Gaga the year before that in Houston. Uh, You're thinking of the year before that, which was actually Coldplay, that weird Coldplay Beyonce-Bruno Mars combo, Um, and that was at Levi's Mm -hmm. Stadium here in um, California. Mm -hmm. And then... um, Because I remember the whole Oakland, the whole Black Panther thing she did. Right. Um, So... The only thing that usually ever coincides is that sometimes there will be like if there's if the performers choose to use uh, incorporate a marching band it'll be a local marching band like um, for katie like the year before that at Arizona um, University of Phoenix Stadium, they use the um, the Katie, it was Katy Perry, Lenny Kravitz, and Missy Elliott. Again, a random combination of people. Um, it's always random like this. So I was like, I know they're gonna. So usually, I mean, yeah. So like they do like combinations of folks. Bruno Mars has done more than two, or has done two already, and so yeah. But it has it, It's usually completely unrelated. To I mean, the closest thing to it was five years ago. It was uh, Beyonce, Beyonce and um, Destiny's Child. And it was, that was when it was in New Orleans. Um, okay. So, you know, like, but, I mean, that's a pretty thin um, I mean, you know, she's kind of from New Orleans. I mean, New she's Orleans. associated with New Orleans. She's associated she... with New Orleans. She's from L.A. <laughs> I mean, she's from, from uh, Texas, from Houston. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, not from LA. She's from Houston. So, like, I mean, like, I yeah. was like, she's not like really from. Like, that's like where her people are from, basically. Mm-hmm. Um. So, anyway, it's okay. to, to complain about it being, in, you know, that's just dumb. Like, it's in but Atlanta. Why, it's not gonna you be have to complain about, but out again, out mass.
2: I think they're totally, you know, whatever. Uh, they're not
1: mainstream enough. I love Outcasts. I would love to see Outcast. But no, but, but they no.
2: I mean, like for a like a guest, I'm Maroon Five is Maroon Five. Mm-hmm. Like they're doing that. But they have Missy Elliott come. I don't feel that Missy Elliott is more. She is. Mm, I think for our, I think in the same way for our age group. I think Outcast is the same way. I don't think anybody like outside of our age group. Like, yeah, I think they're to me they're on the same level. Like during the nineties, I absolutely think an outcast.
1: Yeah, maybe.
2: You know, again, I maybe my Atlanta bias, but because they were everywhere here and they were they were like doing big things like all over. So I don't know. Like once, especially once they did the um, the double solo thing. I kind of agree. I hey, yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, but that's like that's probably their only album or record that was like, yeah, that like I, I feel like that's theirs. I don't know. I'd be really surprised. I think it'd be great, but I'd be really surprised. We shall see. I doubt
2: I'll watch it anyway, but still, unless Lush and call it makes me. That makes you. Yeah, my mother, wow. I don't really want to watch. Yeah, I'm kind of like, you know, I, you know, it's like I said, it's hard to say like you're protesting something you never really watch anyway, but <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> I'm boycotting. You ain't never caught it a life, in, a time
2: in your life. That's yeah, just, I was like,
1: that is not a boycott. You
2: know, he watches, you know, football still. And so I'm just like, okay, fine. I ain't watching it. Oh my I'm word. Try not to watch it. Yeah, I don't care. Although they say Kaepernick, uh, a couple of teams are interested in him, the Raiders being one of them. So, see how it happens with that.
1: The Raiders are struggling. Mm-hmm. They As always. They're um, praying for a miracle. Yeah, but yeah. They're Ka- in Las Vegas now, right? <laughs> he, he ain't it. Huh? They're in Las Vegas now, right? The Raiders? I have no idea. Mhm. I thought they were. Girl, you need to have a. You have more of an idea than me. I think they're in Las
2: Vegas now, or going to shortly. All right.
1: All I know is what I hear. In football talking circles. So. Oh god, I don't know. But, but I'm, I'm not following. Circle. I'm not following the Raiders ever. Crazy. Mm all right so yeah that's it there's
2: some other things going on marvel's gonna have a killmonger series come out soon i don't have any details on it other than it's happening so okay that that'll be, be exciting mm-hmm. for all you people that read comic books mm-hmm. good stuff good stuff oh and um totally random other thing um Portia Williams of The Real Housewives of Atlanta is pregnant.
1: Congratulations.
2: Mm -hmm. And that's all I got (laughs) to say about that. So congratulations to her. She got her a storyline for next season. You go, girl.
1: Did you see the little tidbit? This is uh, about cousin Megan's dog. No. No. Okay, so you know how, how the, remember the whole thing at the wedding, how she has a a, a rescue pup, who's uh-huh. a, this little beagle, and he rode in the car with um, the queen, you know, and how this, like, you know, so the whole, like, rescue pup story of this little dog who was, like, in a shelter, and now he's, like, riding down the streets of London with, like, the queen of England, Right. Mm -hmm. So the cutest thing I saw online today is that they've turned him into his story into a children's book. Oh, that's sweet. And it's like, and so they have like a animated, you know, like a drawing of him, a little cute little beagle on the cover wearing a crown, a purple crown. (laughs) And it's, and all the proceeds go to, um, rescues pet shelter rescues isn't that cool that is and it's like the story of Megan Markle's dog is like the subtitle or something (laughs) something to that effect but I was like that is the cutest thing I was like that what a great way to like again just kind of use your um use your platform for Mm -hmm. you know something that matters and that's important um getting um money to go to you know a cause that, that people care about so I thought that was kind of neat so sweet little rescue awesome. pup yes yay for all the rescues so very good Hello? I'm here okay kind of felt like cut out for a second mm-hmm. okay. awesome, So awesome, that's
2: awesome. yeah so that's it for me what's been going on What's yeah, we- been going
1: on? Let's get personal. Um, This week, or okay, last weekend, I finally saw Crazy Rich Asians all, like, late. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked it. I did mm-hmm. not, I'm not one who read the book, though, so I'm not, like, doing that comparison. Um, cause Be I, glad. Okay, because some people, I feel like, who read the book had, like, a lot of issues with the movie, and I'm like, I'm just seeing the movie. I don't know anything about the book. Um. Yeah. But did now did you you re, you read and and saw it, right? Yeah. And did you think it was a that was problematic or what, what was your take on it? I told
2: you I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. You know, because the thing with the book is there are so many families. Oh that's right. You that said you had trouble discuss. keeping up with all the
1: different names and the
2: Yeah, and the families and how people were connected to each other because they were like all these um you know, kind of the cousins that were a part of this yeah. family, and then the cousins who were part of this. And I was like, I understand that because that's my life. But it's still kind of hard to keep track in terms of the book. Um, Like to the point where I, I felt, you know, some books have like a little family tree. Yes. I felt they needed to do that yeah. in the book. Yeah. Just so you could kind of keep um, track of everybody. And um yeah, so, you know, and then some of them lived, Some of them were, like, based um, in Singapore, Mm -hmm. but some of them were, like, the London branch, and some of them were in China, and some of them were, you know, here. So, you know, you kind of had to... It was a lot to keep straight. Mm -hmm. I felt it was a much richer story, and um, I'm trying to remember... The resolution in the book, she you mean yeah, with her and the mom like, oh. she did not win the mom over,
1: but that. they do end up getting married or engaged. They end up getting engaged, I believe, but they don't get married in the book, okay, well, they don't neither they neither do they in the movie. And I'm trying, oh And god see now I'm like I'm mixing them up
2: I don't think I can't remember I need to go back and like read I can't remember but I don't remember it being as easy and it was a lot more um, complicated like the part with her, her dad and that whole thing Mm -hmm. and how they found out and what was going on like the mother was they made the mother a lot more sympathetic in the movie than she was in the book oh okay yeah um, yeah so that was a part of it and um, yeah but it was okay I didn't like I said Aquafina I didn't like her they didn't her character was a little more refined yeah, that's what and it her was family. Term. Yeah, and her family was a little. They weren't as like cartoony. They were a little cartoony in in, in the movie. They weren't portrayed like that in the book. So, um, but yeah, but I thought it was cute, and everyone was uh, very good looking. Yeah, and I'm very happy for all the Asians who finally have <laughs> a movie. <laughs> with people who look like them that's awesome because as much again as we talk about black people not having representation in movies like asian people have it even less latinos native americans get out of here yeah um so absolutely you know so that's awesome and them showing that their stories even though this is a very like
1: you know, it's a very specific story. specific yeah. story
2: yeah um like you said i want to go to singapore i mean i totally um, want to
1: go to singapore <laughs> i was like oh this is a- I'm- that was it and i told you this i was like okay so i thought the movie was fun since i don't have the book as a framework i was like it was just a fun movie to me i was going mm-hmm. i was going in for a fun movie i got a fun movie i was i was satisfied so that was good, and then the other thing was like, okay, great. Now I have another city to add to my list of places that I want to go, because um, mm. Singapore was not on my list at all. But seeing it yeah. in, the, um, in the movie was like, oh, this place is gorgeous. Like I want to see all of this in person. Like it was so beautiful. Yeah. So I have so many cities on my list.
2: I was again, you know, I'm dreaming looking at vacation destinations, I was like, I still really want to, I feel like there's so many places to see that I shouldn't go back to a place I've already been.
1: I do but feel I'm... that way too, although it's it's hard though right Cause like it's like I really want to go back to Barcelona.
2: That's what I was looking at. I saw like a great deal for oh Barcelona this week and it was like it was just like I think maybe four it was a seven days Barcelona, and it was like mm-hmm. a great price and I was like, Oh jeez, I want to
1: tell yeah, and I love the south because you know that's I would love to be able because you know we had only a, a couple of days in Barcelona, two and a half mm-hmm. basically, and mm-hmm. um and the thought of having like the luxury of like seven whole days there, where you could like do a lot of the day trips that we didn't get to do, mm-hmm. and like kind of take it at a more leisurely pace and like soak it all in. Oh mm-hmm. gosh, I would. To kind of live the. Just, well, yeah. you got really into the. Well, you talk about
2: someone who acclimates to her surrounding. It's like Spain was made for you. Spain was. Her and the siesta. Um, I would be working, reading, doing stuff during siesta. I would sleep. Sleep like the rest of Spain. Like Me and the resting. country
1: went to take our nap. And I don't. Or eat your meal with your family. And you the know, midnight, not, yeah. the late night treks to get uh, churros and chocolate.
2: Yeah, and so funny. like ten o'clock at night, people are just kind of everyone's
1: out. I and that was a, love that. That was in that. Madrid, though. That, that was in, in Madrid, Marshall. but we still stayed so out Madrid. late. Yeah, yeah, yeah so still we still follow their we schedule. Big, yeah. Everyone's eating dinner at 10 o'clock yeah. at night. And I was like, what in the world is going dinner on? Dinner at 10, dessert at midnight, make your way back home by like 1, 2 in the morning. That's yeah. that's my kind of town. Yeah, so
2: that was fun. I do want to do more like, so we don't have to do like a, you know, the touristy stuff. I can do more like fun stuff and go shopping in Barcelona because I still
1: need to go back to that store and buy more things. That store. you can't. Yeah,
2: I can't remember the name of it anymore. It's like it's just a department store. No, I remember yeah.
1: that store. That's that place. I still regret not buying that purse. Remember?
2: Yeah, mm.
1: it's a department
2: store, and I've you know tried to order things from there, but you can't. They don't ship internationally,
1: so I was just like, yeah, you just gotta go back like there. there. Yeah, it was like just like a really dress. nice, like it was like a Nord, like a like a Nordstrom's. Barcelona Nordstroms, basically. Um, It was, and I got two beautiful.
2: I like there were so many dresses, and like when you go to, you know, as a plus size woman, you go to different countries. I only travel with a carry on because I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to find clothes in this country, so I need to have my clothes with me, Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And I found so many great things in in Barcelona specifically. I was like, I was amazed. I was like, I wish. I had more money to buy mm-hmm. more dresses. It's Barcelona because there were so many good dresses. I was like, I'm only buying two. But I want I could have bought like so many more. They were so they're still like some of my favorite dresses. Yeah.
0: I love them.
1: And my cautionary tale is ladies, oh, sure, cautionary tale. ladies. What? If you see a unique piece and you are in some foreign country. And it is, you know, several hundred dollars, but you have the money to spend. Just buy it. Do not leave it there. Because years (laughs) later, you will be on a podcast talking about that handbag (laughs) that you didn't buy, that you still think about, that you could have afforded. But you caught yourself trying to be, I don't know, frugal. I don't know what my problem was. And I was like, "That's that's so unlike you? We're right. Like, and the thing, I, think, I think because you
2: had bought those shoes already. Well, yeah,
1: I was, it, it, was, it was more of, like, a comprehensive, like, oh, well, I've already got this and that. And, like, you know, so I was trying yeah. to, like, you know, rein it in a little bit. We were towards yeah. the end of our trip. And I, I probably, you know, but, again, I regret. Regrets, I've had a few. And this is one of them. So, uh <laughs> I'm just saying, just just spend the money, folks. You're out, you're okay. on vacation. You you um are if it's a one of a kind piece, no one's gonna have it back in your hometown. Just get it, just get it. I'm saying, even my H&M. That's right. Spain necklace. That's all right. All these
2: years later, and it, again, like it didn't cost a whole lot of money, but it is unique. And I was like, I am taking this with me back to America. And because I have not seen this in America. Mm -hmm. And to this day, every time I wear it, I get compliments.
1: Mm -hmm. And then you get to say, oh, I picked it up in Barcelona.
2: And, you know, I don't do that because that's a little. You're a lie
1: and a half. I've heard you tell people about your little dress from Paris a million times. What dress from Paris? Some little dress you picked up when you were in Paris
2: oh okay but no I really with the necklace like again it happens so often like I've said it you know on a podcast and I said to you but I haven't like I don't when people say it I just say thank you now because it it sounds a bit obnoxious <laughs> and um and the Paris dress I do love that dress but you know what <laughs> I gave it to Pumpkin oh, and she wears it and it looks adorable on her because it became too short for me. Mm. And I could not wear it out in public anymore. But wow. I still love that dress. Well and now she, she looks... can tell people it's from Paris. Yes, and that's totally cute for a middle schooler to do. Like, yes, my auntie and she got
1: it in Paris. It's from Paris. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yes, pass along. So, pass yeah. along. So that is my cautionary tale. Um Anyhow, uh, what else? That's, I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot going on. There's, um, everything's good. Um, we, um, we're just, yeah, we're just chilling. Um, and I feel like there was something else I wanted to share. Um, but now I am drawing a blank. I'm, but I am looking forward to all the fall shows are starting back like you mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier, This Is Us comes back on this Tuesday. And um, so, yeah, so there's a few things going on that, you know, just entertainment-wise that I'm excited about. And and this weekend coming up in particular on Saturday, I have my monthly spa day. So I'll be getting my nails done. I'm going to have a facial. And it's going to be lovely. Um, So... So, yeah. So, that'll be good. Um, But, yeah. Mm. I need a pedicure. My feet are like, what are you doing I
2: don't think I've gotten one since my birthday. So, I was like, I need to...
1: Oh, that's what it was. (laughs)
2: I've
1: I've started Mm -hmm. working out with... Remember, last week I said I was going to do the free consultation with the trainer at the gym. Mm -hmm. So, I did that. And that went really well. His name is Alejandro. Alejandro? Alejandro. And he's very nice. And um, so I went ahead and I signed up for one session per week, like oh, a 60-minute session each week, just for the next, like, I think basically a total of, like, five or six weeks altogether. Um, okay. And so we had our first – so last week was the free session, and then this past Tuesday I did the um, the the first of the six, I think, altogether. And um, so just to kind of get back into, you know – And getting to know, like, the gym again and, you know, workouts. And so that went well. I'm super sore, um, as one is, after having not moved that intentionally for years. Um, Uh But, you know, but it's that good sore. Like, okay, I really, I'm doing something. I can feel the difference. So that is all. What about you? Mm.
2: This week has been good, a little stressful at points. Mm-hmm. Don't want to talk about it. Um, work is crazy. Yes, and um, yeah, I was like, this is just—it's <sighs> a whole lot sometimes. But it'll be all good, all good. Things, you know, constantly changing, putting out fires. Um, yeah, trying not to. You know, drink my problems away. Um, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, because usually, you know, I was in Warner Brothers. Usually when I'm there, like, they have, like, a fully stocked bar. I usually, you know, drink. I usually don't drink through the week. Oddly enough, I did grab some of those Angry Orchard rosé. Okay. So I did enjoy one of those when I got home. Okay. tonight. Which is, I didn't get home to like, maybe... Eight eight thirty ish. So, I was like, mm-hmm. "Angry Orchard, you come here." Perfect. So yeah. So that's it. Nothing. Nothing major. It's all good. I'm just, um, you know, working this weekend. Kind of mad, upset because I'm gonna miss um, the fellows' like company, little outing. Mm-hmm. I need to work, so I was like, oh, well, you know, whatever, because I can't do fun things, apparently, so, um, wow, well, yeah, so just just work, no play, um, yeah, I need to factor in some play somewhere, hmm that's it, yeah, some inexpensive play, um, that's it. Nothing major. Okay. It's been a kind of eventfully uneventful week. I'm mm-hmm. just glad
1: that there was drama, but it's over. Resolved. Resolved. The solution is good. So... Mm hmm. So, yeah. Sure. that. And... Yep. All righty then. Okay. Well, I guess that's, that's all that we have. Is that everything? We gave you all that we had to give a bunch of people. Well, apparently we went to go see Anita
2: Baker last week. So I just want to, like, we gave you the best that we got. We're
1: giving you the, <laughs> we giving got. you the best that we've Giving
2: got. you the, the best, best
1: that,
2: that I've got. got. So, yeah. Just, yeah, <laughs> I love Anita Baker. I heard she's a hot mess, but is yeah, she like she... a diva hot mess? Yeah, oh. i that. Okay, but I feel like you know, you know, you you do you, girl. And she gave her farewell performance, and yeah,
1: I would have, I would have wanted. I I knew the concert was coming, and I. But it's to me, I'm like, that's the kind of concert I want to go, like with a man, with a man. Like I want to with you know, like with mm-hmm. whoever it is I'm supposed to be with that's that concert like I was like I don't want to go with girlfriends I don't uh-uh. want to go and like everyone else is on a date <laughs> I like yeah and
2: very much it was a bunch of like slow song love songs yeah it's so, all like, slow like, yeah. love
1: songs like uh-uh. I want to be with my husband and you know boot up and uh-huh. yeah so and I heard
2: Lauren Hill pretty much showed up on time too good Go, go, girl. Go, Lauren. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I was wondering how that was going to work out because I was like, um, the
1: Hollywood Bowl don't play that. Like, when it becomes oh, she time. Was, she was at the Hollywood Bowl? Oh, that's right. Because she mm-hmm. was with, um, it was, what was it? Dave, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Hollywood Bowl does not play that.
2: Yeah. I was like, they do not play. When that noise ordinance time hits, yeah, they time are shutting it
1: down. Time they don't go. care. So you you can't have more than uh, one encore. Mm-mm. Yeah. So I was
2: like, so is she gonna be two hours late? That's gonna be it. Yeah, you gonna be? You're not gonna be late. You're just not gonna be. <laughs> no, nope. that's how they roll. So. Aww. Oh. you know what? Mm-hmm. I know you hate Vegas, but hate we have Vegas. to do a Vegas trip. I might go at the end of next month. We'll see. What? Um, I got invited to go to Vegas for what? So for my weekend well, we Girls trip. Ooh. Um. Which girls? I only have, so I only have you, you, if you're not going, so apparently it's not the LA girls. So, no, I'm girls. trying to find
1: out so, who invited the me. The Atlanta girls. Oh, they want to do a Vegas trip.
2: They are. I'm just trying to, uh, two of them are. I'm just trying to get in on that. Um, oh, well, so you have to send that... me
1: the dates. I'm, I can't, I need to plan accordingly. Okay.
2: Well, I will do that. i yes. Yeah. And but I want to go, I guess, by the end of the year because Bay Chef Bay is mm-hmm. opening a restaurant in Las Vegas,
1: and you have to go so by the end of the year because that's when it opens.
2: It opens towards the end of the year, so I want to go like when it opens or Aww. soon
1: thereafter. Okay, so
2: if not the end of the year, like maybe sometime. I
1: was going to say, it's... wait till the hype to die down. You know, I like
2: the hype. We I do. miss all of that LA hype
1: oh my with God. The stuff it's and the scene. Nothing to miss.
2: I know. Like someone was talking about uh, waiting for something. Waiting. Oh, I was talking about Korean fried chicken at certain places and how you have to wait. You know, a long time sometimes, and usually just calling in then go get it because you know nobody wants to wait thirty minutes an hour for food. Mm-hmm. My friend husband was like, "I ain't waiting that long for food." I was like. That is just a LA thing. They even had it on *Insecure* where they went to a taco place, and the guy was like, "Okay, give me a number. We'll call you when it's ready." He's like, "What?" But like, yeah, it's gonna be at least an hour for some tacos. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Yeah, I don't really miss that." But it's a waiting in line thing. for an hour for a ramen burger that I didn't even like, and
1: so yeah, that's we that were just LA. talking about this last night at Bible study because somebody went to Howling Rays. Mm. And I was like, "Is the wait still as long?" <laughs> and it wasn't. It it was long, but not as long as it was for us. So I was like, "Okay, well, that's
2: yeah, It was good though. Everything uh, was, yeah, good. was so so good. I was like, "This is so LA." And I was like, "I ain't had to do this in a long time. I'm not built for this no more." My lo- I'm complaining about my 15 minute wait in the public sandwich line. Same. And I was like, you know how and getting impatient. I was like, she woman started making my sandwich. Then was like. I'll be right back. Like, where are you? Where going? are you going? Was like, she has been gone for over five minutes. Why are you not back? And she went to go slice ham because I wanted a ham sandwich. But mm. I was like, you didn't have to slice ham. I guess you do have to slice ham for for a ham not sandwich, me, but for, but not <laughs> just for me. But no, I mean, she sliced like several things of ham, like. For like maybe go 10 back sandwiches, Yeah, but I don't care about that. I care about my sandwich and my sandwich being made right wow. now because <laughs> I'm hungry. So yeah, so this is how impatient I've gotten with that. So, Alright, we gotta go.
1: Do we gotta oh, go? My,
2: yeah, we've been chattering a long time. No, we're
1: getting to the bottom of your uh, impatience. We're just Hey! We're drilling down to the real problem. Now we gotta go? I'm not talking about my
2: problem. <laughs> focus i was like we're not even gonna get started talking about my problems because we'll be here another two hours so yeah so all right girl
1: all right girl it's been fun yep yep Yep. we'll do it again next week i think so yeah why not i think so sure sure all right bye Wait, Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait, tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out. And get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait, tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at wait, at gmail.com.